Welcome back to Podcast 10 of 2022. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at the Osbreakers. Follow us on social media slash the Osbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Shot Quality Bets. For 30% off Shot Quality Bets, please visit Shot Quality. Use the promo code ODDS23. Get a new perspective in betting college basketball. If you'd like to support the Osbreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theosbreakers.com, click shop, and become a member. Pick any for winning handicappers, including myself, to get their premium plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com, get the podcast a little early. And if nothing else, please visit theosbreakers.com, become a free picks and telegram subscriber. Also, giving away a free polo t-shirt for any new subscriber now all the way until the end of March Madness. And if you're a current subscriber, shoot us a message because we're going to get you one too. So, my friends, we have a massive week of sports because you have UFC, you have college basketball, you have Super Bowl prop betting, which we've already gotten deep into, and no better person to bring on than Mr. Rafael Esparza, the one that creates many of these props for many, many books, such as my bookie, Bet Online, and he has a great site called You Can Bet That. There are so many things in this world that you can bet that doesn't have to do with sports. Make sure you check that out. But before Rafael comes on, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Big Ten and something I noticed when I compiled some numbers together. Now, obviously, this week, the biggest news story is about the officiating bias. It is a lot more obvious to the educated eye, but it intensifies when it comes to these important games. But that doesn't mean that we can't use it to our favor. And when I was looking at some numbers in the Big Ten, I have noticed that home teams are doing a heck of a lot better compared to road teams. So I compiled the numbers, and I was pretty shocked from what I saw. So Big Ten home teams, and this is throughout the season, I just compiled these numbers last night, are 56.4% against the spread. 92-71 and 71 ATS in college basketball so far at home. Now that includes the non-conference. So that's kind of interesting to look at. Some of those may not have been Big Ten officials, but when you look at the away against the spread, most of those are Big Ten officials because they don't count neutral as away. 31 and 57 against the spread are Big Ten away teams. There's a few of them during the conference, or sorry, during the non-conference, but most of those are neutral site games when they're not at home, and the little schools come to the big schools to make more money, so there's very few away teams in the non-conference, most of this is all Big Ten conference play. 35.2%. If you were betting just Big Ten away teams, you'd be getting crushed during conference season. That means Big Ten home teams are absolutely crushing it well above 60% in conference play. So 
wanted to point that out. And now we know when a line is created by the bookmaker, he puts anywhere from two to three and a half of home court advantage in there. Then the market massages it. They apply their thoughts and it all averages out to what they think of these home courts. And then you have a spread. If one side has beaten it significantly, something is wrong. And if officials are subconsciously favoring one side, they might not even see it themselves. It's going to show up in the numbers. So this, for the rest of the season, is going to incline me to not bet on Big Ten away teams and probably push me a little bit more towards the home teams for the rest of the season. Now, will that stop when it comes more important towards the end of February? Maybe. Maybe that chills out a little bit. I don't know when these games are a little bit bigger than you think. But right now, I have to assume that these numbers that are pretty large sample size throughout the season are legit. So keep that in mind. Big 10 home teams bet on, potentially, and Big 10 road teams you want to tend to fade. All right, well, we're going to talk about college basketball after our guest comes on. But right now, it's all about the Super Bowl and the wonderful props that Raphael puts out. So without further ado, let's bring out Raphael Esparza from MyBookie.com and Doc Sports. Now, I'm very happy to welcome back a fantastic handicapper and longtime friend of the show who works on both sides of the window. You know him from his work at MyBookie.com, his great plays and insights at DocSports.com, and a little site called You Can Bet That. Very happy to bring back Mr. Rafael Esparza back to the Odds Breakers. You can follow my Twitter at VSI Doc Sports. Rafael, how the heck is it going, my man? You're back. That means it's Super Bowl time. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we were just talking a little off the air. This is uh, a time where I hate the two weeks off. I mean, the two weeks for a Super Bowl, I wish it was just one week because not only do you have to do the shock and awe of Super Bowl prop bets, but they, the, the bosses want other things, the the SAG Awards, Oscar stuff, Oscar prop bets, movie stuff, Pro Bowl dodgeball tonight on Thursday. So uh, it's just, <laughs> like I said, it's just never-ending uh, when it comes to this. So I, I can't wait for the break uh, of uh, two weeks from Monday. No doubt, man. It's a nice break, and it's bittersweet. I guess it just depends upon how your year's going up, but... You know, uh, we got the Cubbies coming up next. I know we're both fans of the Cubs, and uh, we made some moves. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, a couple farm guys hop on and uh, end up being, uh, you know, halfway decent. Maybe we'll uh, have a shot at the end here. We'll see. I uh, just bet the over uh, a point and a half every strikeout for Patrick Wisdom every time he comes out. Just bet every game. <laughs> every single strikeout. Every game. Just bet the over on strikeouts. Blind bet it. Blind bet it, you'll be a millionaire. There you go. That, it's that easy. <laughs> no, man, but we got the Super Bowl to talk about. Baseball's coming on. Don't worry. I, I did, it's not like I didn't start thinking about baseball after Sunday. But I um, want to ask you a couple great questions about the Super Bowl. And want to ask you how many different Super Bowl props will be offered this year. When we started doing these shows, Raph, you know, three, four or five years ago, uh, it was probably more in the 200s. Uh, where are we at today? I think the bosses, they really wanted to shoot for like close to like 2,500 uh, is what they is what they were, we were 
seeing different kinds of text messages and Zoom meetings I've been on and stuff like that. And every time I, anytime I heard thousands at the end of their sentence, I just, you know, <laughs> wrote, my eyes rolled back and uh, stuff like. Luckily, we have a good UFC next weekend uh, on the card, a pay per view on the card, so I can throw in at least maybe five to ten prop bets with UFC wrapped up in the Super Bowl. So I guess a little bit more ammunition to fire back with some prop bets. But yeah, it's uh it's gonna be a long, a very long uh probably next couple of days. No, I'm sure it is. And well, you don't we have next week, but those cross sport props have been popular. Who wins the Masters? That's a big one that people jump into. I don't even know who's favored to win the Masters, to be honest with you. Maybe I'm so disgusted with golf right now. I just, <laughs> I, I'm actually kind of happy that Liv came aboard because now I'm so disgusted with all these fights and who's better. And Mickelson came out. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to give give up on watching and betting and, and doing golf stuff. I'll just do prop bets and what surgery is next for Tiger Woods or how many tournaments is his son going to uh, <laughs> win. I'll just stick with that kind of stuff. I'm waiting for Liv to start an NFL. <laughs> Liv football. Why not the AFL <laughs> kicked in? Yeah, Dibs, I'm posting a prop probably sometime tomorrow. What team, what football league will fold first? <laughs> AFL, XFL, or the USFL? So There you go. That's uh, a lot of negativity towards our only chances of having a non-monopolized sport here. So I'm hope that it doesn't up. Very true. I'm hoping one of them doesn't fail. Um, maybe I'm going to have to start watching it, even though, you know, you get sick of football. Uh, I, maybe I'm going to have to start paying a little bit more attention to it, being that's a sport that I enjoy and, and know so well. But what are some examples of some of the exotic props that you are making this year? Uh, I think, I think with Rihanna being halftime, I've probably done a lot more than I really wanted to <laughs> of super of halftime prop bets. Uh, normally you just do well, someone show cleavage, but now they want to show, well, she showed butt cheek uh, and stuff like that. And just there were so many uh, people that she has, she's had on different albums. I think you'd be had to add a whole bunch of lists of who's going to make an appearance. Is it Jay-Z? Is it going to be Drake, Eminem, uh, ASAP Rocky, Future T.I.? I mean, it's just so many. And, of course, I had to put Kanye West or Yee or something like that. Would he interrupt a Super Bowl halftime show? I didn't say Willie come up for a special guest. I put Willie interrupt the Super Bowl halftime show, because who knows what Kanye or Yee or whatever he wants to do. Uh, but that's uh, that one's a little bit more. And then I just started tackling the commercial prop bets. Uh, what commercial is going to be shown first, Doritos or M&M's? Uh, so th- that's what I'm tackling after I get off the show with you. Uh, Doritos versus Pringles, you know, stuff like that. Uh, uh, will avocados from Mexico be the first commercial shown after the first uh, commercial break of halftime, yes or no, just because I think they paid the most uh, is what I'm hearing for their, their Super Bowl ads for uh, for avocados in Mexico. And I understand why the Super Bowl's in the West Coast, Arizona. Uh, it's probably a little bit smart for them. We to need our guacamole, up. baby. I, exactly. People people and stuff like that. So that's what I'll be, I'll be working on that one. And, of course, I think kicking uh, is probably a lot of people – uh, we all saw the fiasco, the Dallas Cowboys kicker, and I had prop bets for his uh, for that one. I think we're having to do a little bit more extra missed field goal prop bets or a little bit more kick. Give some kicking some – I hate to use the word love because I'll be making fun of them. Uh, some uh, some shout-outs, I guess. Uh, so I'm going to do a little bit more uh, uh, Super Bowl uh, kicking prop bets this year. Oh, that's cool. 
Well, you know, that's the hot thing right now is ever since they were missing extra points in Dallas, everyone's yes. all keen on this. You got to go with the hot thing. What's the wardrobe malfunction price for Rihanna? Uh, I think now it's like been up to $5, uh, stuff like that. So, uh, no, I'm not sure. That's for cleavage. I think, were, I don't know if I have a wardrobe. I think, well, I should expose a butt cheek on stage. Yes, was minus 160. Side uh, boob? Side boob uh, price? No, say, well, I hate to say this because I know she's a big fan of yours. I know she listens all the time. She doesn't have the biggest bosoms. Uh, we can say that. So it's it's hard to determine side mm. or under because she's uh, not the more stacked performer. I can say she's oh, not like. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. I know. I, I sorry. I know she listens because I know she's a big fan of your show. But uh, I know well, we'll, she will expose nipple on stage. Uh, the no is minus 2,000 last time I checked. My publicist is texting me right now, Ralph. Thanks a lot, my man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Uh, you know, I'm excited for all of them because they're starting to pop up right now, and I've already made a, quite a few of them. Uh, you know, I do a few real ones. Well, actually, a lot of real ones. I've, I've been very profitable in this with the NFL draft, but I also do some stupid ones, and I'm going to just tell people I do beer money stuff, and I think it's fun because it's the same thing as going to buy a Powerball ticket. You know, not quite the payout unless, you know, maybe you hit three numbers or something, but it's still uh, one of those things that makes me enjoy the game, rooting for something. So I will go over some of those degenerate ones. Um, and actually, my next question for this I'm just trying to find all my notes is as far as the Gatorade prop or should we just do, should we do Gatorade at the end or should we do it now? It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I heard your publicist was going to pour Gatorade on, on you after the show. So I mean, I guess we can maybe just wait. <laughs> you, you can bet what color he's going to pour on you after the show. That'd be. Well, you, you know, my next question you answered and that's why I kind of, started there the uh cross sport props i was going to ask what's going to be offered you already said ufc i'm guessing the masters is there anything else i should ask probably like a tennis a or couple mb i mean there's only two sunday uh, super bowl games this year i know it's memphis boston so i'm sure that would probably get the most prop bets because i do remember detroit toronto uh <laughs> is one of the games is i think the last game on Super Bowl Sunday, so I don't, I don't see us putting in a lot of prop bets for the Detroit Pistons since uh, sometimes we're suffered to watch that game if we have any action on them. But I think Memphis with uh, John Morant, uh, we'll probably see a lot of uh, dunks versus field goals being or uh, field goals being made uh, by John Morant. I know that's one of the ones that we're, we're looking at. And then I guess uh, sad is a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, UFC, we got uh, soccer. Uh, I think Manchester United is playing on Sunday, uh, so uh, so we'll have some prop bets with them. Uh, English Premier League versus Super Bowl, so a whole bunch of them. And then, like for our exotic ones, keep an eye out for Kelsey's mom. I think her name is Dulce or something. Like that. There's going to be a whole bunch of prop bets with her, who will be shown first, uh, uh, Kelsey's mom or Brittany uh, or the, what's Patrick Mahomes' brother name? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I can't. Oh, uh, there's a, you're supposed to be making me a prop for that, by the way. Yeah. From my last show, uh, Jackson Mahomes and yeah, Jackson. You're supposed, to, especially now that he's in it. Uh, you know, and he's the star of the Super Bowl. You know, right? It's not his brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, not his brother. You know, how many times will TikTok be referenced by um, by Olson or any of the announcers? Is a question. Uh, that's I don't look into that one. I, I did write that one down. Does Olsen still have a job? I mean, I thought maybe he got fired yesterday. Uh, well, that, and that's uh, what he's worried about. So that was leading into my next one. Will Brady be making an appearance as a announcer in the booth? 
for the Super Bowl. So look at I'm just loading you with up. up yeah, with, uh, that's, I, I like that one. I'm gonna definitely put that one up there. Would Tom Brady make a special appearance in the yep, announced booth yep. during Super Bowl? There I like that go. one. There you go, my man. Uh, I've been thinking long and hard about this. And if anyone's out there watching live, love to hear from you. Uh, what else is there? There was one more that I liked that I have to find here that I was going to ask you. Maybe I'll save it. Uh, maybe I'll save it towards the end. Let's. Oh, yes, yes. No, no actually, no. I, I want to ask this now. Philly special. Have you thought about the Philly special being that you're playing the Philadelphia Eagles? And will there be an attempt? I would think could be a prop. Uh, we we do have that one coming up there. I, I put a number out there. I, I I know that one had to be uh, I guess secured by some of the bosses on that one. Some of the ones I do send in. Uh, sometimes they say, "Hey, let's make sure that we're okay. Let's make sure the price is right." Because when you when you send in prop, especially myself, some of them get labeled as entertainment with lower limits. Some of them get labeled as a, a middle tier prop bet, where sometimes uh, the, uh, they'll bump it up to like maybe a five hundred five hundred dollar max bet, and some of them get bet up to hey, we'll take anything and stuff like that. So uh, they they normally don't tell me what my what the, when I send props in with my the max and all that because hey, of course I can't bet, so it doesn't matter what for me, but. I always get people DMing me like, "Yeah, hey, I try to bet a hundred dollars. It only will let me bet fifty, whatever." I'm like, "Hey, I don't set it. I just send the numbers in. They don't tell me what uh, max bets and and stuff like that." So there's usually three kind of tiers that they put in for prop bets. So uh, I, I wish I knew the maximums and minimums. All right. Well, make sure you text me when you get the TikTok prop and the Brady prop up because I I, I have my own thoughts that I'm not going to share with you. On these ones, <laughs> well, I have you labeled. I have you. I have you labeled as a wise guy, so I think it's like five dollars. <laughs> or maybe I should bet. just try to steer you wrong. No, that, I should. <laughs> I blew my cover. All right, let's get into some game props then. And I guess you start out with the national anthem, being that it's in the beginning. Uh, what, what, what kind of seconds do you have up there? Last time I checked, well, I think it was still a, uh, a, a minute thirty. All right, let me double check uh, on that one. I mean, there's, there's, there's a minute part. 33, minute 33. I'm yeah. going to pull it up to make sure. The sad part about the, that, it, it only gets shut down before the weekend even goes because uh, uh, people uh, find out her, her her schedule, her practice runs and stuff like that. So well, last, year really that think- guy, last year, you that guy that went viral that was like literally hitting the timer yeah. exactly when it stopped. I, yes. that, guy, that guy was amazing. I want his autograph. I, I love it. And that's exactly what you should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm more encouraged. I, I think Babyface is seeing in America is beautiful. Uh, his is over under a minute nine seconds. Uh, the juice came in on the over. I think it's now minus one forty. Last time I checked, I was always a big Babyface. Uh, he, he got me some uh, good good times in high school. <laughs> Thanks, Babyface. <laughs> babyface. Oh my God, there's some Babyface memories there. I don't want to know anything about those memories. Just that's, that's, that's far enough. Two minutes and three seconds is where you're at for that. Now there's also the America the Beautiful one. I believe that's in the 90 seconds, minute 30. So um, yeah, that's the uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know enough about that right now, but I will be hiring somebody to stand in front of the practice stand. You you make no doubts about it there. I figured you would. I figured you would. <laughs> Coin toss, my man. Now, what's funny is I actually did find a book that offers it at plus 100 on each side. But did I take it? No, I did not take it. I don't gamble. I only bet things with an edge. Give me plus 100.5. Give me plus 101. I don't care. That's when I start betting. But no advantage right there unless you know that head's comes up a little bit more often than tails. 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think I like watching. I used to love watching the crowd uh, uh, when when a coin toss goes and all that. Do you really want to start the Super Bowl off of a big loser already in the coin toss? Even though you might still have prop bets with your cross sports bets, because like I said, college basketball is over already. NBA is over before the first kickoff and stuff like that. But uh, most of those bets are you know entertainment. Uh, we're not taking ten thousand dollars on heads or tails. But uh, if I did bet it, I would always bet the tails because tails never fails. Tails never fails, except when it does. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a tails never fails guy because it sounds way better than heads. Uh, what's the? Is there, is there even saying for that one? I don't know. I do like a team that wins the coin toss win the game. I, 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 I always, I always like to bet no on that one because hey, at least you won the coin toss, but at least you won something because you lost the game. So I, I always will bet no on that one. Okay, nope, no, nope, no worries. So Cheffer, is it Cheffers? Carl Cheffers is the official for the Super Bowl. Now, yes. he, the average total score in Carl Cheffer's games, and these are numbers updated to December 8th, so not quite the last four weeks, but the, whatever, 44.7. That's a little bit lower than most of the other officials out there. Now, I do hear that he is the second highest flag thrower, so I'm guessing there's going to be holding calls and things like that. Did you make any penalty uh, props yet? I didn't notice any penalty props out yet. I haven't. I know there. I think two of them are doing those now. I have not seen them. I'll bet you know. To be honest, with you, I haven't seen anyone post anything about penalties uh, yet uh, on a couple of sites that I always kind of look at. So it'd be kind of interesting to see on that one. I agree. I did see that that, that he is the second uh, and stuff like that. I think that's why I'm leaning. Uh, I probably won't play the total if I did. I think that's why I'm probably leaning towards the over. You have two kind of mobile quarterbacks. Uh, big arms and stuff like that. So I think the extra 10 yards of holding or stuff like that can come through uh, and all that. But uh, penalties, yeah, that's something you guys want to look at, who's, especially who's looking at this. Uh, especially if you like the over, you always kind of want to see some penalties and give you some well, it, uh, some extra yardage. What's interesting is there's a theory to that. And I remember from you know just over the years, people say that the refs don't want to throw their flags as much in the Super Bowl because if it's a big spotlight on them, and, they, and especially with all the pressure that was put on to them last week and throughout the season. So there's a, lot, there's a thought process that people go bet the under in many cases. I'm not sure if Jeffers is going to be swayed by it because he throws 6.75 flags for the home team and 6.75 flags per game for the away team, which is the second highest or highest. And what's interesting to me is his average home score is 24.7 points and the average away score is 20. So if this Super Bowl was favoring one side, I might think about that. But the fact that it's a neutral uh, stadium also is a little bit interesting. So just some tidbits about the refs that people might not know. I am uh, one that's paid a little bit more attention to them over the past few years. Let's get into first touchdown score, my man. Now, I did play this, and what I did is I made five plays all at .2 units. Okay, So I'm hoping one of them hits. But... It also has to do with the my thought process on anti-receiver. I'm a little bit anti-receiver, Raphael. And, and the reason that is is because they double-covered Chase and Higgins a lot. Boyd got hurt, which really helped. But I thought Hayden Hurst had a big game, and he can get open a lot more. So I think the Chiefs are going to kind of slide into this game trying to stop that a little bit. Um. I also think that 
the Eagles are a very powerful running team. Now, unfortunately, you don't get great numbers on Hertz to score the first touchdown. He very well might, but I also think Kansas City will be looking at the read option. I mean, you know, yeah, Spags is definitely a good defense coordinator. He knows what to look for. So in thinking of all that, I'm going point two units on Kelsey or Kels, should we say? I don't know. Kels for plus 700. Miles Sanders for plus 650. Pacheco for plus 850, who's made a massive statement for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a, that's what I, I was going to say. I was going to that would be mine if I if I had any. I, I like the way he's especially in the playoffs. Uh, even though he didn't rush, I, I think this overlash for last weekend for rushing yards went dead under. But it was it was a passing game. Uh, I think because of the weather and the way Cincinnati was playing. But I, I agree. Uh, if you can get anywhere eight 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 to one or higher on him. I think it's a good stab. Plus, you got this. So you, you can't really bet props on Kansas City's receivers because they're all going to affect. If they all play, you know, it, it, it could push the guys down you know are going to play, like uh, Valdez Scantling, right? I mean, Valdez Scantling should have a monster number if if uh, Schuster's not playing or if uh, uh, Hard, Hardman's not playing, he's hurt. If Tony's not playing, he's hurt. Uh, there's another one and that's hurt too, uh, off the top of my mind, maybe it was Schuster, but either way, uh, though they didn't practice today. And so I think it's really hard to bet those early, but, um, Dallas Godart is at 12 to one plus 1200 and Gainwell 25 to one at plus 2500. Obviously I'm hoping Gainwell, it would probably be a pass if that's the thing, Yes, but I I'm, I'm sticking with that. Um, and so the, if you did bet, you would lean Pacheco, right? That or no touchdown at 150 to one, just 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 for I can maybe clear up the DVR by halftime because it's zero zero, and uh, I'll just uh, refresh my uh, my my computer screen and, and watch a movie the third or fourth quarter if it's zero zero. So give me the no touchdown at 150 to one. But but I, I agree, I love Gainwell and I eat Pacheco. I think that was probably the ones I would think. I would like you said, I would stay away from the two. You know, Kelsey and Hertz, uh, even Miles Sanders, I'd, I would probably stay away because if it's a short yardage, uh, they're just going to uh, pound the ball right down the middle. Well, it, I'm going to get I'm going to get to that short yardage one. And Sanders does pound it down the middle. He scored the first two touchdowns last yeah. week. So, you know, it, it's not like they wouldn't do that. I don't know if they want to get want to get Hertz involved that quite early, but maybe they will. I think Patrick Mahomes at uh, I, I've seen anywhere between 20 to one to 25 to one. No, he he, he was he was thirty to one. when I bet him in the, his first Super Bowl, I hit that, and it was at twenty eight to one, thirty to one. I can't remember; it was one of those two. But I was really happy about it. It made my whole prop day betting him to score the first touchdown. Now he has to do it with his legs. But then there's the whole theory about his ankle. Will he want to do that? I still think he's inclined to do that. And don't get me wrong, um, Mahomes is on my radar <laughs> to possibly add that. But uh, I just feel like me striking lightning in the bottle twice in a row. You know, it, it's it's one of those gamblers things that even though they're mutually exclusive, you still, I still didn't quite get there yet. Not saying I won't. If um, I know there's some good odds on uh, Mahomes being that person too. And to be honest with you, I can afford six because my lowest is point plus six fifty with Sanders. So if I can do six guys, and even if Sanders hits, I make a slight profit. So that's the way you have to look at it. Uh, Kels does score a touchdown. I think at minus one fifteen is good. I, I don't see how he's held out of the end zone at all. I think if the Chiefs score, it's going to be Kels, you know, and uh, he's the big guy. He's the target. Mahomes and him, they're just too good together. So I that's one I did take. Let's move into one I take every year, 
ref. And this is interesting because they always put the wrong odds out. I've, I factored in that the field goal to score a field goal first should be plus 160. It's minus 160 for the touchdown, two point, whatever, plus 160 for a field goal. I just did the math on that two, three years ago for the Super Bowl. But I also found it again at plus 450 for the home team, at plus 390 for the away team. So if you blend those odds together, you're really at about plus 210, something like that. So you put a little bit on both. Uh, or you can find plus 200 maybe. I looked and I found plus 160, 170. Uh, so it's better to bet it this way. But the reason that I like it so much is because I believe these teams freeze up more in the big games. You know, they'll get I down agree. to the red zone. It's They don't want to throw the pick. They get nervous. They'll take the three points just to get started. I think that's the edge. So I'm playing that again, Raph. I agree, uh, and I kind of like both uh, kick uh, both kickers probably over points in the game uh, for both of them. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I think we're going to see a high scoring game. But I think team both teams are going to grab points when you can get them. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a lot of like we saw in the AFC and NFC championship where a lot of teams were going for fourth downs. Oh, maybe the whole playoffs, not just those. I understand last week with San Francisco because they had no quarterback, but. I think in a Super Bowl, I think if you can grab the three points, uh, especially early, you're going to grab them. You're not going to go for a fourth and three because uh, it's, it's going to be no weather involved. Maybe, I don't think a sandstorm is going to come in Glendale uh, <laughs> that Sunday. So I think the weather should be nice <laughs> and ready to go. So I think if the three points are there, I think both teams are going to take them. Yeah, I don't think a sandstorm is going to get inside the dome either. I mean, unless it's uh, you know the old Viking Stadium or something like that, then you'd have to worry. But uh, there you go. We're fine. Uh and that's why people are leaning towards the over in this game. So next one I want to talk about is an interesting one that DraftKings put out. And I like it. It's kind of like the Philly special. And there might be some other books that put it out as well. But one part of it is any non-quarterback to throw a touchdown, right? And I'm trying to find the number on that. Any non-quarterback to have one plus t- pass TD, that's plus 2,200, 22 to 1. But on the receiving end of it, any quarterback to get a receiving TV is plus 4,000 or 40 to 1. I'm fine with just getting – this is a D-Gen play more than anything. But um, being that's Philly, the way Andy Reid is, he likes, he likes stories. He likes to play around. I could see them doing the Philly special against Philadelphia to make it extra special. So that's why I was asking about that prop, but I'm going to throw a little I bit. Say, I, I, I see the story that you want to watch uh, in, in two weeks, but I, I just don't think the health of Patrick Mahomes is going to make that story. I, I don't see him. Uh, I, do, I, 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 I do like that prop. I think 22 to 1 is a little bit tad high because it wouldn't shock me if we see someone throw a ball. Uh, I don't know about touchdown pass. It, it's I just any non-quarterback to have one pass. So, so you could have – Valley Scantling throw. You can have Kels throwing one. Just yeah. anybody. Oh, I agree. I, I like that, pro, uh, yeah. that prop bet. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the Philly special. So um, that's the side I like, not necessarily the quarterback receiving it. I think that's a tad high for a Super Bowl because you see this type of mm-hmm. stuff. So um, good, good. Let's move on. Uh, why don't you give us a prop that you like? Oh, well, I, I was gonna. I hate to say this, but I think I see both quarterbacks throwing interceptions. 
I think okay. it's going to be a very sloppy game. So they're both always minus a half. I think the juice is. I'm going to try to find it right now. Uh, the for Jalen Hurst, the under or, or the over a half is plus one ten. I think that's. Uh, I think that's a good value. You can plus money on that. And for Patrick Holmes, uh, the over a half is minus one twenty five, minus one twenty in certain books. So uh, I like that one. I think both. I, I think it's going to be. I don't want to say a sloppy game, but I think. Everyone's going to be betting the over. Everyone's going to want points. But I think the defense is going to put some very good field position for the offense, maybe by an interception, fumble, or, or, or stuff like that. I think both quarterbacks throw an INT. So that's one I'm looking at, especially Jalen Hurts. Uh, I like that getting at plus 110. Yeah, plus you got plus 120 on Jalen Hurts at DK and minus 110 on Mahomes to throw interceptions. So, you know, there you go. That's not that's not bad numbers. Um any deflection happens. The Eagles have a ball hawking type defense, and uh, I I think that's very possible. You might get that, especially in such a big game. So I, I don't disagree with that one. I'll be looking at that one a little bit more as well. And I did tell you about the kickers. I do like Harrison Bucker uh, over seven and a half points uh, for the game. We just talked about the kickers. Uh, like I said, I think the field goal. I think a lot of both these teams are going to try to grab those points. So. I thought over seven and a half. Uh, both of them, uh, I think Elliot, uh, Jake Elliott's seven and a half as well. But I know you have to lay a little bit more juice on Harrison. I think anywhere between minus 130 uh, or minus 135 or uh, around that range. But uh, I think uh, both kickers, I think, kick field goals. I think, again, if you like the over, there's one point when you get touchdowns. I like the longest field goal for the Chiefs. I got plus 105. Um, I don't know why. I can see that. I don't know why Butker would be priced less than, you know, acres is it uh i i don't know why that would be um i would think that he's the better field goal kicker no he's got the stronger arm or stronger stronger leg <laughs> yeah i'm already disrespecting kickers already jeez the game hasn't been started yeah that's what i would think and i think that you know the the, the eagles defense is better you know they're number four in defensive epa the chiefs are number 15 i think that's going to come in effect especially because the chiefs in the red zone are third to last in allowing yeah. touchdowns they're, they're 30th in allowing touchdowns so i think that much better chance for them to kick a field goal so that's why i'm going with that one for a half a unit so i like that one um here's the one that i really like raf and i think this is completely mispriced and you can find this at DraftKings or many other books it's total rushing touchdowns over 2.5 at plus 150 uh, here's the deal. Pass interference with this ref, man. I mean, he throws the most flags, Sheffers, and in the end zone, every time that happens, where is the ball spotted? The one-yard line. The one-yard line. Is that, and that's why it's minus 170 for the shortest touchdown under a yard and a half. That is exactly why that is. So I'm going to attack it this way. You have two running quarterbacks, and maybe one's a little hampered, but an extra two weeks, okay. He was playing okay last week. And then you have Hertz, who can run easily run it in. And then the pass interference, the 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 great running backs on both sides of the ball, plus one fifty over two and a half. I love that prop, man. I put it for a full star. Another plus money that I've got the first offensive play by the Chiefs. The rush is minus 160. The pass plus 130. I did see higher than plus okay. 130. Give me the pass. I mean, everyone, why not? I mean, the Chiefs don't have a dominant running game like the Eagles do. 
Uh, I would think uh, a play action right away and maybe get Kelsey uh, right away a pass attempt or screen pass for the Chiefs offensive play. I thought plus money on that one. At the, I mean, if it was my if it was plus one ten, plus one hundred five, I'd be like, eh, uh, okay, it's it's price right. But well, if you can get plus one twenty and higher on that prep bet with the Chiefs, I can see Patrick Mahomes maybe flexing his arm or something like that right from the get go. No disagreement there. So. For me, I'm going to go with the highest scoring half, the second half at minus 120. This one, oh, I always do. <laughs> I mean, I, I, was, I knew you'd be on this one too. Yeah, it's so obvious to me that the Super Bowl starts out with nerves and the coaches are much less, I guess, uh, what's the word? Just careless? Careless with the ball? Is that, is that, yeah. what, is that a word I could use? There's probably I could better, see, I could, yeah. There's better words, but uh, they're a lot more careful in the first half. And the second half, they let it fly. There could be pick sixes. There's going to be desperation. Second half always scores more. Second half minus 120 is easy for me. I, I bet that at 1.5 stars, man. Yeah, I think I think it's a good one. Uh, I wish this one would have been plus money. It's minus 105 in the most uh, shops. The length of the first touchdown, under six and a half. I, I think... Uh, I would not be shocked if if that first touchdown's a goal line stance play or something like that, where maybe Miles or Hurts or even Patrick Mahomes quarterback sneak it in and stuff like that. I, I, I have not played that yet. I've circled it because uh, I guess I just want that plus money. But I, I understand why it's minus 105, but I'm hoping people do that over because they, they figure a Patrick Mahomes arm. Uh, Jalen Hurts wants to show people that he can throw and not run all the time. I understand. I'm hoping more money goes on the over six and a half because I would like the under. Yeah, man. Um, th- that just feeds into my whole rushing one, you know. I, oh yeah, exactly, I, I, exactly. I, I, I think that's a great one, and uh, I know that both teams have bad rush EPAs on defense. That was the way mm-hmm. to beat the Eagles was rush EPA. There's going to be yep. goal line runs. That's how you do it. You run it in against these two teams, you know. So. Love that one, man. If the 49ers had a quarterback uh, and and the Eagles didn't have to just say they're going to run the ball, I thought the 49ers, I thought that's how they were going to beat them. I mean, we saw McCaffrey tie it up uh, with that powerful run, even though they didn't have a quarterback at that time. But uh, I agree. I think you can run the ball on the Eagles. That's why it kind of scares me uh, that I'm leaning towards the Eagles. Or Pacheco, like I said, he's been a shocker to me since I think week 13. Uh, he's been uh, very good for them, so uh, I'm a little nervous. With uh, if you're an Eagle fan, you might be a little nervous on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely be a little bit more on that one for sure. Um, let's go to the actual kind of like player props that I like. So, like I said, I'm staying away from receivers. I think both teams do a fantastic job defending receivers. And pass interference penalties don't count as receiving yards. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Now, I'm not saying I'm definitely going to hammer a bunch of unders just yet, but I think very last minute is when I'm going to make my unders on my receiver bets, okay? Because you're going to see the, the market move up on those for the most part, in my yeah. opinion. But I think for the actual numbers that I like is I like tight ends a little bit. Now, Kels is going to be very juiced up to, uh, completely either. And was I, he 79 and a half, I think I, I saw? Some which, he'll, and a half. which he might go over. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm certainly not betting the under on that. He can have 100 yards easily. 
And, and I would consider that one. I mean, you might want to bet that now and just bet the under later. You know, I I, I don't see it going down. You know, no, I'd be it, sh- yeah, it won't go down. I'd be shocked, even though the, the Eagles, you know, have a great defense. It's Kels. You know, I mean, he's the guy. And I already got, you know, something invested in him. For I like Pacheco's uh, rushing or uh, receiving yards. I think his total was 15 and a half, 16 and a half or something. I like it's going over because you figure if the wide receivers are not going to be healthy, let's face it, they're, they're probably going to play but not healthy. But if the Eagles defense goes, he might have to throw a dump screen pass or something like that. Uh, so I, I do kind of I like his uh, I'm almost positive was 15 and a half I saw uh, earlier today. I love it. I, that's that's great. But I took his rushing and receiving over 64.5. And um, I can see that. Here's I can the, see that. I, I'm just a little worried about McKinnon. He's technically supposed to, and I have Pacheco's numbers here. Um, and I'll share my screen. Um for the postseason, you know, his he had five targets last game against the Bengals, or six targets, five receptions, sixty yards receiving. You know, so they really went to him, kind of off and on during the season. But he didn't really kind of rise up until, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Edwards Hilaire got hurt, and then all of a sudden he's like looking like, holy cow, I, Edwards Hilaire might be out of a job this next year. But uh, you know, so he's he's doing everything. You know, I mean, I am a little concerned with McKinnon. But I also trust him rushing the ball. He got 10 attempts for 26 rushing yards. Now, that's not great, but he did play a great Bengals defense. But the game against Jacksonville, 12 attempts for 95 yards. So I like him combined for 64.5. I think you've got a good shot at that because you're going to get it one way or the other. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's move on to my next one, and that's Godert, man. Um, Here's my notes here. Uh, I actually have... Godert over 44.5 receiving yards. I just think that they're going to blanket the receivers, kind of like what I said before. It's kind of like Godert is such a stud without Zach Ertz there, and he's really become a top three tight end in the league. You know, right now I have to put him ahead of Mark Andrews for Baltimore, maybe because of the quarterbacks, but whatever. Um, he's been amazing. I think that's how the Eagles are going to get some sneaky yards. I think tight ends are a quarterback's best friend and uh, big targets, and uh, they're going to be trying to stop speedy Devontae Smith and big, fast A.J. Brown. I like Godert, man. Yeah, that's it. I can see that, but at the same time, I'm like I'm a little bit hesitant on that one. I mean, if I'm going to do something, I, I, I might pick Garnwell. Uh, over that one, if I'm going to do a prop similar to that one, I got Gainwell too. I got him over 11.5 receiving yards for a larger play. That was my last yeah. one. Yeah. So you kind of led me into that, buddy. Look at that. <laughs> I Look appreciate that. it. Great minds think alike. So Gainwell, so here's the here's where Zach Taylor screwed up. I thought, and he did try to get the ball to mix in a little bit in, in P Ryan, but it was it was kind of some of those expected screens and Kansas City. And Spagnola really sniffed that out. But Gainwell runs those nice wheel routes. And mm-hmm. I can see one of those just popping, you know, just popping. And that's kind of why I like him at that long shot for the first touchdown a little bit. But Gainwell is a fantastic receiving back. And he has really been racking it up. He had 26 yards last game when he didn't even need to play that much against no. San Francisco. So he had over double that last game. He didn't have to play against the Giants, and he had a couple targets. But throughout- I'm actually shocked that the Eagles starters played that much in that game, in the fourth quarter. Oh, I quarter. disagreed with that. I was like, what are you doing? Get Hurts out of there. Hand the ball off yeah. of Minshew. 
that that plays into the amount of uh, pass attempts by different quarterbacks too. But I'm hoping not hoping not to see a blowout. Although I also don't want it to be fixed that way. I'm hoping we see just two great teams uh, fi- uh, fire it up here. But um, no, that's I love Gainwell's at eleven point five. That is a gift because the Chiefs are the second worst team against receiving running backs. They give up the second most yards, number thirty first in all the NFL, and yards to running backs. That's why I thought when those receivers were getting double covered that Zach Taylor had a boneheaded coaching mistake and not got them even more involved. I thought his number would have been like 17, 16 and a half, yeah. like 11 and a half. 11 and a, I mean, I would have still bet it at 16 and a half, 17. Yeah. Thinking I, I think he's going to be in the mid-20s, 30s and all that. But yeah, 11 and a half is just crazy. That's one of my largest prop plays right there, star and a half. That's big for me. So I love that one. All right, let's move into some more, a couple more. A defense, here's the thing. Mahomes, he's been, if he is a little hindered, I think this price is a little bit wrong. And I'm going to take a sack prop, and it's over 0.25 sacks. It's not 0.75 because keep in mind when a nose tackle or a three technique like Fletcher Cox, when he gets a hold of the quarterback, it's usually because the defensive end got there a little bit and he's coming through the middle. But they count that as a half sack. So all you need to do is him sharing a sack at plus 260. I put that at 0.5 stars. I think that there's a great chance that Mahomes gets knocked down a few times. And Mahomes can do that. He can take two sacks and then throw a 30-yard bomb. I mean, that's just how he plays. Burrow does the same thing. You see the good quarterbacks. They're they're okay with taking sacks because they know they're going to make the next play. Um, I also thought that Kansas City offensive line was a little suspect last week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I like Cox with that massive number. I like the under. I didn't want to lay minus one twenty. It's got circle. I like the under sacks in the game at five and a half. I thought that was a tad. Little, I, I think both quarterbacks get sack, but wow, five and a half. That's a big number for mobile quarterbacks and quarterbacks that you can just either escape the pocket and avoid the sack or just uh, just throw the ball away. I thought five and a half was. Uh, I understand it because most Super Bowl prop bets, uh, each team is two one two and a half. It's I think it's been two and a half every year for I think for the past ten years. But I thought the only lay minus one twenty and a five and a half. I thought that was a little a little uh, misprice. I thought it was going to be maybe minus one thirty. Well, there you go. And of course, they pulled that prop from me where I bet it here at DK after I put it out. So yeah, screw you. <laughs> Jeez, I knew they were watching. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe them and Rihanna are watching right now. So keep that in mind. You can't escape anybody, Raph. No, you can't. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, or, or do you have one? Another one that you like? Uh, no. I mean, like I said, there's like, will there be a two point conversion attempt? And I put yes at plus one fifty two. At, I can at, see that, uh, but but I did. I think it's just these are aggressive coaches, and there could be a penalty and. They, they, one might need to cut it to three points when it's, you know, let's just say it's 28 to 20. Um, they're going to need it. They're going to need it. 28, 17, they're going to need it because they're going to need to get it within three. So it's a very good chance. I like the plus 152 because I'm setting myself up for a degenerate one, Raph. Will there be an octopus? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's 14 to one right now. 
at DK and some others. Same player to score a TD to score the two-point conversion. Sometimes when the hot hand is hot, they go back to the hot hand. Oh, they do. They, they do. do. They do. I can see Jalen Hurts running a touchdown, and then I can see him running a two-point conversion. I can say the same thing with Mahomes, Pacheco, uh, Kels. Uh, there's just so many players I think that can do this. I put a quarter of a unit on it. Because I just think 14 to 1 is a good, decent value on it. And that's my edge. Just thinking that that's how it's going to happen because the coaches think that way. And I think the players can do it. And they do stick I think Andy Reid thinks that way. I think I think if that does happen, I think Kansas City cashes that ticket for you. Okay, well, there you go. So there's a ton of prop bets with exact scores. This is the only time I ever do it with beer money, but if I have an algorithm that came up with 51.1 points for using the exact, uh, just their numbers throughout the year, it just spits out a score. It has the Eagles by two points and that. Now, I'm factoring some injuries because I like the Eagles a little bit more than two points. I like them by three or four points. But um, it's funny, if, you're, if you want to get cute with some beer money, because like I was saying, instead of stopping at the Powerball store, you can do this. You can get 250 to 1 on 28 to 24 Eagles, and you can get 50 to 1, which is weird to see it so low. It's like you got all these 500 to 1s, 250 to 1s, 200 to 1, 300 to 1s, and then right in the middle of all these is 50 to 1. And that's the uh, Eagles 27, Chiefs 24. So I'm just going to play around with that a little bit, have a little fun. But I'm sure it's wrong. It's a, probably a negative EV play. I, I'm not, no disagreement <laughs> there. No disagreement. I do like well. Uh, I do like well. Both teams score at least twenty points. If you like the over in the game, which I think we both said it's probably it could be an over. I see both of them hitting the twenty range. That's, that's, that's for these quarterbacks and these types of offenses. They could both have twenty by halftime. Yeah, until uh, until uh, Hargrave takes out Mahomes' uh, UV joint like uh, poor Brock Purdy that happened. <laughs> yeah, Mahomes. Uh, I don't think it's that much of a step down from Purdy to Johnson, but uh, you never know what's going to happen in these games. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I like because I kind of like the over. My numbers, like I said, fifty one point five, and I probably should have took the over before. But I think the, the, the second half scoring the more points is a little bit better. Um, I agree. Yeah. So that's what I have, and I want to talk a little bit more about some of these crazier ones and we'll get into the Gatorade one in a few minutes but I want to pull up some uh some of the props here now I don't do you have the set list one out yet the what list the set list for Rihanna no okay I'm oh yeah yeah well what, what song she was singing first yeah yeah that's out let me see hold on okay it's but but okay do you have first and last and all that yes okay wonderful because I did very well in those last year so uh I'm not. I, I what's the numbers on the first song? Diamonds. The first one, diamonds. diamonds is I think was now I think now it's like plus two two to one now. Uh, it was around three plus three fifty. What's the I thought think, process around diamonds being the number one song? Uh, I think it's more more popular one. I think it's it's I think it's gonna be that one. I believe it. I think at plus three fifty. Uh, it, it's something I think that could happen before diamonds. Uh, so I would that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me if that's the case. If if it's that one, believe it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Check on those. 
obviously you can talk talk to her agent that probably just watched this show and find yeah. out exactly what this set list is. So keep that in mind. Field goal or extra point to hit the upright at plus four fifty. Now you're toying with all those guys with the double doinks and the doinks and all that fun stuff. Um, I think these are terrible odds, personally, and I would be very inclined to bet the no at <laughs> minus six fifty. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Okay, I mean the the crossbars aren't that big, and you know there might not even be a kick that's attempted much more than an extra point. You know, you don't know it could be all touchdowns and a couple two point conversions. You know, you, I mean, I don't know how many kicks are attempted, but these are terrible odds, and I think the no has probably got some value on it. Now, do you want to lay six thousand five hundred if well if they let you to win a thousand? That's up to you, but. Um, or six fifty to win a hundred bucks. I'm not sure if I would want to do that. Didn't didn't understand didn't understand that one, but it, it is what it is. I, I think Devonte Smith. Uh, it, it can be something very interesting for MVP. Let's say he has a big game, but touchdown passes, a lot of yardage. I saw twenty five to one. I didn't even saw twenty eight to one. That one kind of stuck at me and said, "Hey, something maybe we want to put uh, like a half unit or something on there." The truth, but the, here's the truth of the matter. I'm not. I wouldn't hate you if you did bet both sides because there's no chance that they're not going to give it to their golden boy Mahomes, who's kind of like they're trying to make the new Brady, in my opinion, Raph. I, oh I, yeah. I think that you could see that clearly, and you know, I also think that if the Eagles win, it's going to be a lot through Jalen Hurts' legs, and it's going to be a lot through his arms. Now, the defense might do something there, but it's going to be Hurts really that just all he needs to do is run for 50, 60 yards and. Score, score a couple touchdowns, and he's got the MVP, in my opinion. You know, I don't think Mahomes is necessarily prone to pull, throw pick sixes. You know, I, I think he'll they'll throw a pick, but a defensive guy to get that MVP, he's going to have to get a pick six, in my opinion. So, I actually think there probably is value on the quarterbacks on both sides. You know, but you figure the network in the league are just rooting for. Uh... For Patrick Mahomes, now that Brady's retiring, you figure uh, you figure Aaron Rodgers is either Green Bay or Raiders. Uh, uh, so I, I, they're just begging and begging for because they need that. There's they need that quarterback to say he could, is he going to be the next goat and he's something now that uh, the the golden one is gone. Yeah, I think uh, that was made clear already. So let's look at some of these other specialty props. Are you going to do? It's funny how they put coin toss with some other ones. I think you're just kind of piling things together when you do that, you know. It, it's just basically like parlaying two together. If you're not getting the coin toss plus uh, the Eagles to win better at better than plus 260, which is normally minus 110 each side parlay, then you probably shouldn't be playing it, in my opinion. But if you can get better than that, then, you know, you can have a little fun with that, in my opinion. But... I think that's ones you got to look at. So any other props that are going to pop up for the Super Bowl, Ralph, that you think that are different from years before? Uh, I, I think now that you have two brothers playing, I think that could be very interesting. Like we will, which brother is going to be shown first uh, is, one, is one of the ones that we have out there. Uh, what jersey numbers am I, I'm going to have on? To stuff like that. Uh, is she going to have a multicolored jersey on? You know, the half half. So, 
so that, that one's kind of interesting because this has never happened before. I have two brothers uh, in a Super Bowl, so uh, th th that's interesting on that one itself. Uh, so that, that will at least provide at least five to six extra <laughs> prop bets uh, for me to, to do. Just yeah, right. Two brothers uh, out there, so that 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 one should be uh, interesting. But like I said, I think this year with the kicking, like I said, with the kicking problems uh, during this, so I think that's going to provide us like I think total uh, made field goals and total missed field goals uh, in the game. I think you're going to get a lot of attention just because it was such a big big deal <laughs> the uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, I think that's probably going to add a little bit more. And when you add that, then I think a lot of people are going to say, okay, let me bet the total punts then. So total punts, I think it's a seven, over under seven. So uh, I think that's going to get a lot of love than normal. Uh, we talked about this already with two mobile quarterbacks. Uh, so I think the sack number, I think a lot of people are going to be betting the under in a sack just because they're mobile quarterbacks. So I think we're going to see a lot of trends on uh, that way. I think both quarterbacks rushing yards, Probably see, but probably a little bit more action than normal. It's not like Tom Brady's rushing over his one and a half every time he was in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I think that's going to get a, a, a different love. So when you see that kind of mobile quarterbacks, you can add a little bit more extra prop bets on a mobile quarterback than, like I said, if it was Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, then uh, then we normal it would see. Oh, fair enough, my man. Well, we have time for one more question, and that's the Super Bowl Gatorade color. And we have purple at plus 800. And why is that, Ralph? Isn't that your favorite uh, Gatorade? It is. It is. It's my favorite. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm with you on that one. Uh, but I don't think it's, I don't think it has it ever hit. I, I got to go back and look at that one. I know, I, I, know I know blue did. Was it the rain? Yeah, I know one? blue did. Yes, I know blue did. I was That's, disgusted uh, with that because blue drinks should only have vodka in them. You know, that they, they should be like beach streets drinks yeah i can't drink blue gatorade just like i can't drink diet coke without captains it tastes terrible you know it, it makes no sense i'm not in the mood it doesn't quench my thirst this blue gatorade makes no sense to me so we can't bet that again you i know understand ahead. i don't know what's wrong with them but i understand yellow green and lion being the favorites because uh, of the green uh with the eagles and stuff like that so, but i would have thought red or slash pink some books have red some people have pink separate uh, uh, make sure you check that out when you bet that because some people have combined red or pink or just red. And yeah, this separate. like my bookie's got plus seven fifty on red slash pink. Actually, the favorite's yeah. orange at plus two hundred, which it should be, being orange is the best tasting one. Uh, uh, it's not purple's the best taste, okay, okay, tasting well, one. Here's my plan, Raph. Here's my plan. We're going to send. Actually, I'll just drop it off. It's only about a forty minute drive for me. A, a bunch of boxes of Gatorade, and we're gonna have just purple Gatorade. And we're going to play max plays on purple here. And we're going to say this is for Super Bowl only. Uh, please uh, put in containers two hours before the game. Like we'll have directions and we'll sign it. Andy Reid. You know, <laughs> and then see if it works. And then, you know. I agree. There you go. So, so we'll, put a cheese, we'll put a cheeseburger next to it for Andy Reid. Well, that might actually work better, but yeah. but that he might start drinking the Gatorade if you did that. So that's, that's true. So, so it could, could be could be gone by that time. But uh, maybe hedge with a little orange because you know orange is the common one. But that's that's the plan. I'll let you know when I drop them drop it off, and I'll uh, I'll tweet it out to everyone once it's executed. Fair enough. That's that is fair enough. <laughs> right, sounds like a plan, Rap. <laughs> Thanks so much for all these wonderful props and this great discussion. This is one of my favorite shows that we do every year, and. Uh, very excited to hear the ones that uh, you come up with 
obviously looking forward to seeing them pop up. Where could we follow you to find out when these props are happening? You can find me on Twitter at VSI.Sports. You can find me on Instagram at Rafael Esparza. You can find me at DocSports.com. I am one of the head odds makers over at my bookie. And you can also find my new site, You Can Bet That. It also has You Can Bet That on, on uh, Twitter as well. Not a lot of those crazy prop bets. I, tr- I try to put as many on there as possible and where you can find them and where you can go bet them and stuff like that. But sometimes I, I only have two hands and I do another stuff. So uh, the dodgeball one was up there today. So it, it starts today, I think, 7 o'clock on a Thursday for a dodgeball. I think it's going to be fun. I, I, I want to see fat guys trying try to catch a dodgeball. That's, that's, I think it's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> it's going to be great to watch, in my opinion, man. Real quick, um, who do you like, the Eagles or the Chiefs? If the Super Bowl was tomorrow, I'm probably leaning towards your your bet. I do like the Eagles. I'm still teeter-tottering on the over-under right now. I want to see if it does move. If I did like the over, I missed the number already that I I wanted to take already. But as of right now, I do like the the Eagles uh, at one, one and a half or whatever. Wonderful. Well, that's what I like too, but we'll see what happens. I think there's just a lot of fun to have with all these props. Make sure your portfolio has lots of options. I try to make it so no matter what outcome happens, I can end up ahead just based on the prop markets. Araf, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you enjoy the weekend. Enjoy all the games. Enjoy the Super Bowl, my friend. Thanks for having me. Have a great, great, great uh, next two weeks. All right, my friends. Now it's time to talk a little college basketball for the weekend. As you know, Saturday is going to be all about college basketball, baby, being that there is no more football. As you know, we start out with our segment on buy low, sell high. And we're going to start out with buy low. We're going to go with Villanova. They played Marquette tough. Last night, I played Marquette, and I should have lost that one. They should not have covered. I thought Nova fought very hard. They're shooting better, and they finally got their best player back in the preseason. Uh, And from last year, Justin Moore, he was out from an injury this whole year, and he finally is starting to play, and he's got two games under his uh, belt right now. I expect a rise from them. They're number 72 on Ken Palm. We're going to buy low on Villanova. They are they shouldn't have lost that game. They lost basically on free throws and not being able to hit a shot to keep it close at the end. Seton Hall, I guess we're staying Big East. Seton Hall's another one we're buying low on. Shaheen Holloway has won six of his last seven games. So you're like, is it really buy low? Well, the Ken Palms don't agree. They still have them as a top 45 team or something like that. Uh, their shooting's really improved over the last eight games. They're winning by margin against some of these uh, bad teams or mediocre teams. So I like the fact that they're covering all these spreads. Uh, Seton Hall with Shaheen Holloway is a buy low team right now. And finally, Northwestern. And that should give you uh, an idea of what they're going to do in the Big Ten. They're going to be dancing. They are making it to the NCAA tournament. I believe they only did that one other time just recently. And they're better than the 54 ranking on Ken Palm. They can match up with any Big Ten team. They're playing great defense. See you in the tournament, Northwestern. Sell high. Purdue. Not that they're bad or anything. They're just, they just can't keep this pace up, in my opinion. One loss. Doing just crazy things in the Big Ten season. No Big Ten losses. 
I think they're just due for some regression here. They can't just keep running ED every single night. The dude's a massive seven four seven five, and I just see kind of a a flat spot coming because it comes for every team, and they haven't had theirs yet. So it's just interesting seeing Purdue. They're somewhat inflated, but they're covering some of them. They're covering. They're not covering some of them. If they can stop ED, I think they can certainly suffer from behind the arc or anywhere on the court. Next is TCU, sadly. And I can't remember, did I use them already? I don't care if I have. They're still overrated, and most of that's due to the Mike Miles injury now. He was their leader and main score, 18.1 points per game. The guy that's second is like 13 points per game. Losing him to injury is going to hurt. He hyperextended his knee. That's going to be a couple weeks. I think he's out maybe even until March. So TCU is a sell high right now. I think the market will adjust to his injury some, but I don't think it's going to be quite enough for these next few games. They also, they also got their big injury bump last game against West Virginia. They won it anyway. Xavier, and that's due to the Zach Fremantle injury. The, the fact that he is a massive part of this team, number two in points per game at 15.2, number one at rebounds at 18.1 is huge. And they don't have the greatest defense. So I think Xavier could be a big fade here coming up in the next few weeks without Zach Fremantle. So there you are. Those are our buy low, sell high teams. Let's get into a little college basketball Saturday games. We're going to start with one I already mentioned, TCU versus Oklahoma State. I'm projecting Oklahoma State instead of a pick to be like a two-and-a-half point favorite, total of 135. Like I said, TCU has been a great surprise, but that injury's it's really going to hurt them. Oklahoma State, this is more about them. Quietly moving up in the rankings, winning five of the last six games. They're just kind of needing to make a run. They have no big non-conference wins, and they know that. And if they're going to make the dance, they're going to have to keep this run hot. Uh, Oklahoma State, number one on Haslametrics and opponent field goal percent on defense. Um, Number two, uh, near proximity, and number 13 against the three. They have a massive defense, and Oklahoma State plays slow. TCU plays fast. Being with Mike Miles out, I think it's going to massively hurt the Horn Frogs. I think this is just a spot where Oklahoma State can make a step forward. Both teams do play good defense. TCU does rank 13th in defensive efficiency. I think Miles might have been part of that, but because of that, I also like the under. I think TCU has to slow it down some, and uh, Oklahoma State already plays at a crawl. So I'm like in Oklahoma State, minus two and a half. I, always, I like them all the way up to minus four and a half, if possible, uh, for 2.5 stars. But I'm going to play the under as well, under 135. I think that's a play because there's a chance that neither team gets a ton of buckets. And Oklahoma State, not the greatest shooting team. Next, we're going to the MAC, baby. Northern Illinois versus Bowling Green. Bowling Green, minus four, total 150. If you want to watch a game without a lick of defense, this is it. Bowling Green's defense ranks 305th in efficiency, and they've allowed over 90 points many times this year, a couple times over 100. They allow 78 points per game on average. They play at a high pace, 78th in possession length at 16.7 seconds. Now, NIU plays a little slower, not much, still way above average at 113th in time of possession, 17 seconds. Uh, but they allow 74.8 points per game, and you're getting a total around 150. Their defense is okay. 
I mean, not good, 240th in efficiency. I, I guess for the Mac, it's, you know, somewhere average. But they turn the ball over at a very high clip, 21.4% of possessions. So that's where Bowling Green's going to be able to score. It's just NIU sloppiness. But both teams shoot pretty well. They rank 150th in efficiency uh, in effective field goal percent. So it certainly points towards the over. They're better on offense, bad on defense. One of the teams turns the ball over at a very high clip. I see this going way over 150. I think 160 is probably the correct number on this game. So I'm going to be taking the over uh, 150 for at least two stars. This pet could be over hopefully early, maybe with four to eight minutes left in the second half. Come on, don't bullshit me. All right, let's look a little hodgepodge here for the weekend. The biggest games are going to be Tennessee versus Auburn, even though Tennessee's going to be like a 10, 8 to 10 point favorite. I'm going to tell you I lean Tennessee right now just because Auburn is a fade team, in my opinion. I think they got their big win against Georgia then set them better after that West Virginia loss. But I, I'm going to like Tennessee, especially coming off with the loss for Florida. So this is a possible bet for me. Uh, Purdue, Indiana, as I just said about Purdue, you're probably looking at a three-point road chalk for Purdue. I'm probably going to be on Indiana here. Uh, I think Indiana, all the way down to pick them, would be a play. If Indiana's favored, I will not be playing this game. But for some of the same reasons I said, and Indiana needs a couple big wins. They've been bad on the road, but they're one of the best home teams on Haslametrics. They're fourth in away home court discrepancy. And Purdue is 194th as an away team. So I believe that uh, Indiana being the home team should be able to get the energy from the crowd. I like Indiana here to take care of business, most likely. So this would be a play as long as I'm getting Indiana at some sort of plus money. Preferably, you know, plus two would be nice. Plus three would be awesome. We'll see where the line actually comes out at. Anything above plus two, I would probably fire. I wouldn't wait around to think it's going to get too much better. Uh, Texas versus Kansas State's a huge game. This is probably going to be close to a pick. I'm, Texas is another team I'm looking to fade. I think they're just a little bit overvalued, being that they don't have that you know, coach, obviously, with what happened to Chris Beard and his legal troubles. So you know, definitely think about that one. Rutgers versus Michigan State's a big one, but unfortunately, Rutgers is a massive home team. Rutgers actually ranks third in home court discrepancy, away slash home. You can see that in Haslametrics. It's one of my favorite things to look at. Uh, Michigan State ranks 325th as an away team, so that's not good. You know, Rutgers should take care of business here. I probably like Rutgers all the way up to four and a half, five. I will say that Michigan State's getting healthier, though. I believe Malik Hall is back for Sparty. And let me just triple check. He's not on the injury report. And uh, he was just a big part of them, you know, for rebounding. And obviously, his scoring is pretty good as well. Yeah, Malik Hall missed quite a few games, but he came back the last two games against Iowa where they won. And then they lost uh, away at Purdue. So not like in Michigan State at all. I'll probably be on Rutgers on this game. Massive home away discrepancy. Uh, Iowa versus Illinois. This is one of those that you might not see a ton of defense. Iowa scores. They run fast. 
And when they get hot, they get hot. Now, Illinois does play more defense than Iowa does. And Illinois, not the fastest pace, but still a little bit faster, ranking 81st in the nation. But uh, I just love the fact that Iowa can play inside and out. One of the most efficient shooting teams, great off ball screens. You know, you got to love that. Uh, They're not that consistent, so they could be hot and cold. But the fact that they're uh, number seven at home is massive. I think uh, that's going to help them out a ton. So I like Iowa uh, in this game against Illinois, most likely to win. But I think I like the over even more. So I'll be looking at that direction. There's a couple other massive games like UConn. Or sorry, not UConn. They're playing Georgetown. St. Mary's versus Gonzaga. That's going to be huge. They both have kind of spots that they're looking ahead tonight. They're playing on Thursday. But St. Mary's is going to be favored. Now, what's funny is like Haslametrics has St. Mary's by like six, seven points. I'm not going to agree with that. I think that the spread should be three. St. Mary's at home, minus three. Anything more than that, I'll be on Gonzaga. (laughs) But... I just think this is one of those times where you're finally going to see Gonzaga getting some disrespect. So I think this is going to be a wonderful game, a very late game to watch, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to enjoy watching St. Mary's versus Gonzaga. I'll be keying in on that game at night. Creighton-Villanova is a big game. Like I said, Villanova is going to be a buy-in team. I think you're looking at a 9 or 10-point road spread, plus, plus 9 for Nova, I would say, at Creighton. I think Nova knows they could have got that Marquette game. I think they play big in this situation. Creighton might even overlook them a little bit. Now, Creighton obviously has been a a top team, you know, momentum-wise. They're pretty high since they got Kalkbrenner back. But Nova got their player back, and like I said earlier, they're going to be raring to be trying to get in the tournament. So I'm betting Nova in this game. I hate betting Big East away teams, but when you're getting in the spreads of the plus nines, plus tens, I, I think that would be a little bit safer than something like plus six, plus seven. So uh, I'm like a Nova, definitely in this one. My friends, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to tweet us at theoddsbreakers.com. If you're looking to monetize as a handicapper, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at info at theoddsbreakers.com. I hope you enjoy the weekend. Enjoy all the games. Go get some winners.